رادیو رومی با من سنم Greetings everyone. This is Fatima Keshavars, Director of Roshan Institute for Persian Studies here at University of Maryland, and I am absolutely delighted to be back with you once again with a whole new phase of Radio Rumi. I am excited. I missed talking to you all and sharing the words of my beloved Rumi and hearing back from you with a lot of kindness and attention to this program. Thank you for your emails. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you most of all for listening and making this program very, very popular. I am proud of being able to bring Rumi's words to you. In a second, I'm going to tell you why he himself spoke. What was so encouraging that he wrote so much poetry. But before that, as usual, I want to introduce to you my very beloved colleagues who make this program possible and all on their free time voluntarily. My dear friend and the engine behind all of these programs, Soganda Serafi is with me again, producing this program and making sure everything is in its place as it should be. In the last phase of Radio Rumi, I worked with Amal Yazdi, a very talented young painter, artist, who shared with us her inspirations of Rumi. This time, I'm connecting with another Rumi lover, another dear friend, Parisa Ziai Dianati. She's going to share with us her watercolors, and I'm delighted to share them with you. Our tech master, Janelle Brannan Tillman, is with us again. She's the one who tells us what to do and what not to do to make this usable technically and sends it out. But this time I have a new assistant, the very wonderful John Mullen, a brilliant student of Persian who is now working with us. And above all, Thanks to Roshan Institute for Persian Studies. Thanks to University of Maryland for making all of these possible for me. Uh, why did I stop recording? That is a very good question, and I appreciate it if you have the question. I had multiple overwhelming administrative responsibilities. They were all very important, and I valued them. But at the end of the day, Sometimes I was too tired to be able to put as much time and energy as I wanted 
into this program. That load is much lighter now. And I think it's in part also psychological, very human to feel at times that the reservoir of thoughts and ideas is not quite as full as you need to give it a chance to rebuild itself, replenish itself. And I did that. I wrote about Rumi. I read more Rumi. And actually, I started thinking about Rumi having a similar experience in writing his Masnavi. At the beginning of the volume, after he stops for a while with a two-year delay, he says, Muddati in Masnavi ta'akhir shud. Muddati in Masnavi ta'akhir shud. Muhlati ba'yes ta'khun shir shud. This Masnavi, this book I'm writing, got delayed for a while. The blood in the vein of the mother needs time to turn into milk. That's a beautiful and amazing metaphor, as many of Rumi's metaphors are, and I don't want by any stretch of the imagination pretend to be Rumi or having that level of wisdom and poetic creativity. But what he says sometimes so applies to our experiences that it's almost like we can speak with his words. While Rumi was very aware of how important speaking is. In fact, in a famous line when he wrote a barader to hame andishei mawbaghi to ostakhan or rishei oh my brother you are made up of your thoughts the rest is your bones and your flesh. Later on he interpreted these verses for some people who were sitting around him. And he said, by Andy Shea, I meant speaking. I meant connecting with others. And each one of us is filled with that ability. In fact, he said, you are full of words, whether you speak them or not, which is also an interesting way to read our minds and speak about our minds that are constantly going on with thoughts. Elsewhere he said it more poetically. He said, Kalam hamchon aftabast, He said, human speech is like the sun. All human beings are warm with the sun and they are alive because of it. Diamond Aftab Hast Vamujudast Vahazerast Vahame Azu Dayam Germand Ella Aftab Darnazar Nemiyat. The sun is there, it's everywhere. Everybody is warmed up by it, but it is so apparent that nobody is really aware of it. الله آفتاب در نظر نمی آید و نمی دانند که از او زندند و گرمند. But the sun is not seen really because it is everywhere and people are often not aware that they are alive and warmed up because of it. Speech is like that, he continued to say. It is like the sun in the heavens. It is there, but we see it 
only when the rays of light fall upon a wall. The same thing is true of words and phrases and sounds that constitute our speech. Only when the ray of the light of our thoughts shine upon these harf and salt words and sounds that آفتاب سخن پیدا می شود that the sun of our speech rises as usual he didn't want to glorify anything too much same with speech he never wanted to give the tool as our goal he wanted to keep our eyes on the goal and say that the tool is in order to push you towards the goal. This was true of health. This was true of belief systems. This was true of speaking. None of these have to be venerated beyond what were what they were as a tool. So, سخن را فاید آن است که تو را در طلب آرد. He says, ultimately, the goal of speech is that it gives you longing energy and desire to seek because haqiqat ma'ni mahal ast ke az ruy lafz o ibarat ma'lum shavad because the true meaning particularly lofty meanings are they cannot fit into words they cannot express fully in words and then someone in the crowd raised his hand and said ke pas ibarat o alfaz ra faide chis This person in the crowd asked Rumi, so then what is the point of speaking, of having these words? And he said, The goal of speech is to give you the energy to seek. اگر چنین بودی به چندین مجاهده و فلان خود حاجت نبودی. It is not as if the word or the words that you express give you the ultimate goal. If it was that easy, there was no need for working so hard to create and recreate yourself and get rid of the part of you that needs to be out of the way. And then, as usual, because he knows what he's saying is abstract and not easy to understand, he says, سخن همچنان است که از دور چیزی میبینی جنبنده و در پی آن میدوی Speech is like you see something from a distance you see it moves and you run after it در پی آن میدوی تا او را ببینی نه آنکه به واسطه تحرک او او را ببینی You run so that you can look at it closely ناطقه آدمی نیست در باطن همچنین است مهیج است تو را بر طلب آن معنی و اگرچه او را نمیبینی به حقیقت the human ability to speech is the same it gives you the energy the excitement to go after what you don't really see closely and of course when this speech is uttered by somebody of his caliber has had a lot of impact As we can see over the centuries throughout the Persian-speaking world and way beyond the Persian-speaking world. So at some point he says, 
he says, sometimes I want to say things that I cannot fully bring under my control. And sometimes I'm worried about that. اما از آن رو که سخن من بالاتر از من است و من محکوم بیم شاد می شوم. زیرا سخنی را که حق گوید هر کجا رسد زنده کند و اثرهای عظیم کند. So then he touches on a very important Sufi belief and probably in many other belief systems as well. That if you have a pure heart and great intention to be of help, of use to other people, then the truth, supreme, haq, which in this case means God, he inspires your words and is a part of your words. Let me tell you a little bit though, what is this new phase of Radio Rumi about? And... Why am I calling it a new phase? Because really, besides more and more and more Rumi, which is going to be a part of these programs always, there are some other things that will happen. And at this point, I have been very much inspired by thinkers, other thinkers, who lived at the time of Rumi. It is about how how Rumi was one truly bright star in a galaxy of stars, thinkers, poets, teachers, who inspired him and who were inspired by him, depending on when they had lived. So in this new phase of Radio Rumi, we'll see what kind of thoughts, words, and teachings connect to Konya the city of Gounie, where Rumi lived in central Anatolia, what kind of thoughts and words connected this place to Samarkand, to Khorasan, to Shiraz in southwest of Iran, that actually is the place in which I was born and I grew up, and it is the home to a whole range of amazing poets, including in them Sadi and Hafez of Shiraz. Now you're thinking, you're thinking, connect these cities together in the Middle Ages? How? And I can surprise you by saying, connecting them with poetry. You can call this the information superhighway of the Persian-speaking world, or more romantically, the Silk Road but really the Silk Road of the imagination that connected pre-modern Persian speakers across a vast land with many different variations of art, culture, speech, and so on. Classical Persian poetry was this superhighway of the imagination in the Middle Ages. Indeed, it was that and more there are not many metaphors that do justice to the range of functions that this traveling web of spiritual, artistic, intellectual ideas performed for its readers. These included education, entertainment, propaganda for kings sometimes, settling personal accounts with each other, teaching 
ethical principles, guiding spiritual quests, nurturing aesthetic creativity, disseminating academic learning. I can go on about this poetry, which is really what Rumi was inspired with and continued himself to inspire. By the way, where I'm sitting, it is starting to rain outside my window. So if you heard the music of the rain, just add it to the sound of the voice of Rumi's poetry. So a part of the reason why this vast geographical region benefited from all these poems was because traveling was something that the inhabitants benefited from a lot. And when they read each other's poetry, this poetry enabled them to imagine other people living elsewhere in other communities, communities that were larger and sometimes more complex than the ones they lived in. Now, we might sometimes ask, well, what is the point? What the point is when your life is larger than your own household. When your horizon opens to others, you begin to try and think about what are they teaching? What are they about? And then you hear Sadi of Shiraz saying, The lands and the seas are vast, and people, rather the peoples living in them, are numerous. In short, for those living along this Silk Road of the imagination, where poetry was spreading around among people, the readers of poetry acknowledged the existence of a complex world and saw themselves as being a part of that. I now realize how lucky I was when I grew up in a household in my childhood in Shiraz where this silk road of the imagination went right through my house. Poets of all shapes and colors and sizes visited us daily. Contemporaries, early ones, mystic ones, non-mystic ones, almost all of them. And the occasion for the visit of these poets were varied, sometimes a moment of nostalgia, sometimes a game of poetry called Mushaere, which we played at home, sometimes a homework assignment. We read a lot of these poems in our school even before I was old enough to discuss poetry, I realized that good poetry frees itself from the page and becomes a part of one's daily life. And how well we see that when we read in Rumi. All kinds of thoughts and ideas that stay with us. Listen to this one. This is about traveling, but a traveling of much bigger caliber. Oh lovers, oh lovers. And please pay attention, he's not saying 
O Muslims, O Persian speakers, O people of this place or that place, because the lovers are connected no matter where in the world they live and how far they are apart. O lovers, it's time to travel from this plane of existence. I am hearing the sound of the drums coming down from the heavens. Well, obviously, like in many other poems, he's using travel as a metaphor of going from one level of existence to another. Nexarban barhaste, Katarha araste, as mahalali haste, Chekhoftei dekaravan. Look, the caravan master is up. All the camels are lined up, ready to leave. And the caravan master has said his goodbyes. Why are you sleeping? Come, join us. And then he takes it even further into a domain where none of us actually see anywhere other than inside our imagination. In Bang Hao as Pishopas, Bang Rahi, Lasto Jaras, Halazei Nafso Nafas. These sounds coming from everywhere are like the sounds of the caravan bells. Every moment someone looks into the non-space, into the non-being. Remember, he talks about these imaginary spaces in which we also exist. زن شام ها و یا سرنگون زن پرده ها و یا نیل کن خلقی عجب آوید برون تا غیب ها گردد ایان Now we are looking at the skies where the stars are like candles hanging upside down against the blue curtains of the sky and what a range of people appear from the invisible world. Why is he doing that? Why is he giving us this heavenly image? Let us come back to that later. What he is really trying to tell us about ourselves. But let's travel in one instant from the city of Konya, where Rumi lives, this cosmopolitan city in which Turkish speakers and Arabic speakers and Persian speakers live side by side to the city of Shiraz. And who are we turning to? Sadi of Shiraz, a contemporary of Rumi, and a person who spent 30 years of his life traveling. And imagine, it was not easy to travel at that time. What was needed was much more than a passport and a ticket. It took a long time, and you had to face all kinds of perils, all kinds of unexpected things. But these were, in fact, a part of what encouraged people like Sadi of Shiraz or the family of Rumi himself to go from place to place 
سعدی takes a lot of pride in that. He says, در اقصایا لم بگشتم بسی به سر بردم ایام با هر کسی Much have I roamed through the world's far quarters spending time with all kinds of people تمتع به هر گوشه یافتم زهر خرمنی خوشه یافتم I found benefits personal benefits in all corners of the world it was like i would reach a new harvest kharman and i will be given a khushe from that kharman and i will be given just my share of the harvest collecting there perhaps at no time we have been in so much need of exploration as this trust building exploring learning from others and accepting that they are as human as we are indeed they could be much more knowledgeable or able than we are there is such a person in sadi's bustan which is one of his famous compositions ze darya ye umman baramad kasi سفر کرده ها مون و دریا و بسی عرب دیده و ترک و تاجیک و روم زهر جنس در نفس پاکش علوم This traveler arrived from the sea of Oman He had traveled many lands and seas He had met Arabs, Turks and Persians And he had learned knowledge from every one of them I promise to bring you more and more Sadi of Shiraz as we talk about Rumi and others like him. But in the meantime, let me take you back to the midnight journey that Rumi was talking about. زنچرخ دولا بی تو را آمد گران خوابی تو را فریاد از این عمر سبک this earth has become a cradle it is putting you to sleep your life is passing by fast wake up here comes the journey that he has in mind a del suye del dar show a yar suye yar show a pasban bidar show Oh, my heart, start traveling towards your beloved. Whoever friend you are, go towards your friend. Oh, my night watch, stay awake. The night watch cannot sleep. In other words, moving, traveling, meeting others, learning from others, is all about keeping awake and allowing our potential to grow to the best and highest that it can. I leave you with these beautiful words of Rumi and look forward to talking with you very soon again. Goodbye.